0: In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem.
1: This is the iSpy radio show. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. Keeping an eye on big
0: government. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us.
2: The trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant...
1: It's just that they know so much that isn't so. And now, here is your
2: host, Mark Anderson. Can you believe the iSpy radio show is now entering its 13th year of being on the air? Thank you for being part of that growth. And in the year ahead, we will be looking toward even more growth, adding more stations, more outlets. And speaking of the year ahead, that's our focus as we start the new year. And I do hope that your 2023 is a prosperous, prosperous, healthy, and a happy one, especially as we look to fight the woke and restore some sanity to this country. Please note that we are speaking with both guests prior to Friday morning, so things like the vote for Speaker, which I'm pretty sure we'll touch on, is still ongoing, although it's looking more like McCarthy is making enough deals to pick up the votes he needs. But without the Senate and without the President and without a veto-proof majority, it's hard to predict what the Republicans can, in fact, accomplish, legislatively anyway. I am, of course, hoping for rigorous investigations that not only expose the truth of things, but also actually holds people accountable, which includes exposing the Democrats and the authoritarian deep state for their involvement and interference in so many things they shouldn't be, like election (laughs) interference for starters, and ignoring obvious crimes committed by their political allies while using the government to attack their political enemies, even inventing crimes when there weren't any. I hope COVID is fully examined. I hope people and companies and government agencies are held liable for the injuries and deaths the coerced or forced vaccinations caused. But by far, our largest challenge ahead remains to convince people that messy freedom is better than enslaved safety. And that's something you can help with by spreading good information when you find it. One of the things I'd really like to see is that Republicans get smarter about money. Why are Republicans continuing to fund their enemies? Global warming continues to fund the far-left's operations, sending literally billions of taxpayer dollars to leftist causes who help promote woke leftist policies and elect far-left politicians. But it's not just global warming. There are many, many other leftist access points to your wallet. The Democrats have turned money laundering into a life skill. It keeps them and their weird twisted agendas alive, and they're getting paid to do so with your money. That has to end. There are solutions out there, sometimes very simple ones, and we'll examine those in the weeks ahead. Although, it's like I said a few shows back when discussing the forced implementation of so-called green energy. It's not that there aren't solutions. It's that the solutions don't make the right people money. Today, we're talking with two of our favorite guests because they are insightful, critical thinkers, and we'd like to get their take on the year that's passed and the new one that lies ahead. We'll be talking with Chuck Weiss in the second half of the show, but I'd like to welcome back best-selling author and recovering attorney, Scott McEwen, back to the show. Scott, happy new year. I hope you are all buckled in for what looks to be a wild one if the first few days are any indication.
1: Yeah, happy new year to you guys as well. And I think uh, 2023 is going to definitely be a year of interesting development.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, before we look forward, though, let's take a look back at the highlights and lowlights of 2022. And I think there are a lot more lows than there were highs. We had months and months of record high inflation, a sinking economy with two consecutive quarters of negative GDP, high gas prices all over the place, real wages down while rent and housing prices continue to cost more, not to mention grocery bills skyrocketing. But on the plus side, we did have Roe v. Wade was overturned and sent back to the states. Uh, They ruled it as unconstitutional, and Republicans retook the House. So there were some highlights there. Any uh, of those in particular that you'd like to discuss?
1: Well, I think, you know, first of all, you know, I think that, that the American people got a instant, if you will, lesson in socialism and government spending that we 've known of and heard of harkening back to Reagan and things of that nature when the government starts spending trillions of dollars you know in in very irresponsible and and and, and essentially you know pork barrel projects, mm-hmm. which is what we 've seen happen, inflation goes crazy and you know and and I look back at a lot of the comments from Reagan and The Times of Jimmy Carter, which preceded him, et cetera. And the same lessons that we didn't learn then came yes. back to bite us extremely yep. hard again some 40 years later, you know, with, with what we saw with the, the inflation. I mean, it was absolutely predictable that we were going to have, you know, inflation as a result of the government spending and what happened, it went, you know, insane. And then that combined with his anti-oil, anti-domestic oil production, et cetera, just skyrocketed everybody's cost of fuel. And, you know, fuel is how we run the country. And I think that people got an instant lesson in that. I felt there was going to be more effect, and I wish there was more effect at the at the election time. But uh, I think people now understand that this irresponsible spending is going to literally kill the country.
2: I think one of the more shocking things that happened in 2022 was in December of 2021, they had extended the debt ceiling, but then they blew through $2.5 trillion of debt, on top of the other spending and they did that in less than a year i mean that's stunning
1: it really is and you know people just seem to it's almost become so numb to it now yes. it's almost like the credit card is so great Yep. that people don't really know the effect of of what the spending and who's going to have to you know to to uh to, 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 to basically pay the money back which is going to be our kids and our grandkids mm-hmm. assuming the country lasts that long given you know the irresponsibility that we're seeing but you know, we now have more debt than ever in the history of mankind.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's it, you know? it, it truly is stunning, and I don't know if anybody in Congress or the president or anybody in any of these agencies are even remotely interested in paying that off. Um So to, to finish out the year, uh we had all the revelations from the Twitter files, which is still ongoing, so we'll talk about that in, in the next couple of segments uh, as we preview the year ahead. But I think the midterm elections pretty much summed up 2022. So much hope, but then the actual outcome was only slightly better than horrible. Why do you think Republicans did not do better than they did?
1: I think the Republican Party is was remiss on multiple levels. I think, first of all, the candidates they ran in certain, in many places, were, were I thought, pretty subpar. And, you know, and I, and I really didn't feel that the Republicans that really backed the party showed up to back these candidates because I felt we had a lot of candidates that were just not really Really conservative and not really, you know, conservative-minded whatsoever. And and as a result, you know that plus the fact that you know I still have issues with, uh, let's just say, mail-in balloting and what what took place, you know, as far as the uh, as far as the cover-ups, you know, Twitter et cetera that we now know took place. You know, it's just it, it, we're in a very bad place in a democracy. You know, let alone the republic, but I mean the democracy and 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 the ability of you know people to be confident in both the voting system and everything else is really, I think at an all time low as well, Mark.
2: Yeah. I, and I think people certainly took the, um, the, adopted the feeling that, you know, my vote just isn't going to matter. Um, right. And, yeah. And, and so why bother to vote? And, uh, you know, we, we did have more Republicans or more people vote Republicans than we, than we did in 2018, I think they picked up something like 6 million voters, but even so, they just didn't turn out for those few candidates that really could have pushed things over the edge. We came so close to flipping the Senate, but again, we just fell short.
1: Yeah, we did. And, you know, the other thing, too, is as much as I felt the Supreme Court was absolutely correct in overturning Roe versus Wade, that, you know, while that effect was not as great, you know, was not huge, I think it did have a huge effect on the younger college populace because I don't think people really went to those younger people and said look the states are going to be back in control your rights are not going to be completely right. upended you know etc right. etc cetera, et cetera. Yeah. and I think that they got a lot of balloting and a lot of voting from a very let's just say naive or maybe not ill and not as well informed as they could be right. Right. younger populace and those people turned out through these these balloting you know through the harvesting if you will of right you know, and that was almost uniformly anti-Republican.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I agree with you. I I think they were uninformed because, you know, that's the job now of the mainstream media apparently is to keep those people uninformed. Okay. Let's go and take a break. Coming back, we'll be talking more about the year ahead with Scott McEwen. Stay with us. And welcome back. We're looking ahead at the year 2023, uh, yeah, yeah, hoping it's not as bad a disaster 2022 seemed to have been. Uh, we are talking with Scott McEwen. He's the uh, best-selling author of American Sniper, and uh, has his own series of books, which you can find on iSpyRadio.com. And so, um, Scott, looking ahead, I think one of the more shocking things as we started the year was the Bills player dropping like a rock there on Monday night football. There's all sorts of speculation what's happening. Nobody knows for sure at this point what actually happened. Uh, There's speculation that it was uh, due to a COVID shot, which I think is probably the most likely scenario. Uh, But there are other people saying, well, he took a, you know, if you take a hit to the right area of the chest, that can stop your heart. But in all of my years of watching football, I have never seen that. I've never seen anybody have to take CPR on the field for almost 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, you know, I've i been watching this pretty closely. I was a science major undergrad. You know, I was pre-med before I went to the dark side and became a lawyer for a while. I mean, somewhat facetiously, but uh, I am recovering now. So anyway, um, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is, Mark, we have seen documented thousands of cases of myocarditis, of heart attacks, of just inexplicable death by young people. That we have never seen these statistics in the past ever, no. and uh-huh. you know, people say, "Well, you know, this whole this whole scenario of a hard hit causing some type of a heart malfunction or whatever." I have never seen that before, and we're seeing it more and more often. And I've been posting it up, you know, on social media to let people know, you know, look, this is not normal. And there's a group of doctors out there, including McCullough and a few others, that have been seriously banned. I mean, right. you know, you know, by by Twitter and by other if you will big media, you know, outlets for the the left and they're all predicted this, they all knew this was coming, mm-hmm. they all said this was happening and yet people still are not willing to look at it. And m- m- you know, the one I guess if there is a silver lining to this terrible event we witnessed on Monday and I feel for the families and I feel for that obviously that player and everybody else involved and I mean that sincerely is that people better open up their eyes and start looking at what's really going on here. Because if you open up your eyes and look, there is no way this vaccine would have ever been approved, and yet they're still pushing it for young people and young kids. And I, right. I, I can go on the record, and I mean it, do not give this crap to your kids. No. Don't do it. My kids never took it. My kids had the COVID. They were over it within three or four days. And I'll guarantee you that this, while it's, while it's not a good thing to get it or anything else, it's far better than what I believe to be will be the ultimate outcome of the shot vaccine program and the effects of that program.
2: It is rather shocking when you see somebody on live TV um, just drop like that. And I can't help but wonder what was going through the minds of his teammates who have all been also injected with this. And remember, the NFL was pushing this. This wasn't something that well it was a suggestion. They were saying, if you didn't get it, you weren't playing. In fact, one of the Bills players stepped away. Because uh, he said, I'm not doing that. I'm I'm not taking that. And right. so they fired him. And then he was rehired this year when they've relaxed that policy. But I I, I guess the one posit, potentially positive outcome here is that people do start taking this more seriously. Because people have to be held accountable for this. How do we start doing that when we've got this blanket immunity from the government? Can organizations like the NFL be uh, uh, held to account?
1: Well, I'm not giving a legal opinion on it, but I will say this. When you force ninety-seven point one percent, I looked the up while this whole thing was going on. Ninety-seven point one percent of the NFL is vax, and when you force those people to vax in order to play, you know, I I should think there should be liability there, and uh, you know, because you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, you know money and a lot of, uh, of of disadvantage if you don't do it. Obviously, if they suspend you from the league or whatever, now it might be their boys club or whatever else, but. I think that there should be liability because ultimately, you know, they have forced these young men in this situation to take this stuff and, you know, and the effects of it are just now being seen. And I believe that's exactly what we saw on Monday night. I'm not a doctor, but, you know, I I see no other way to explain
2: this. Mm -mm, No, I don't either. Um, Looking at the government, which, of course, pushed all of this is it possible we could crack open the nut on that end of things? Because if it turns out they knew that this was um, a, a potential side effect, and, and we already know that uh, just based on some of the disclosures, if if they knew that going in, should, shouldn't that blanket immunity hit, uh, be pulled?
1: I, you know, I would think that it should be for future purposes, whether you can go back and retroactively do that. I think, you know, I, I it would be ex- exceedingly difficult, I would think, you know, on a legal side. But that said, you know, I think that the level of, of culpability and the level of knowledge by these drug manufacturers is just beginning to, we're just beginning to touch upon it. And right. we really haven't done any investigation on it. And if this Congress would get their act together and elect a speaker... That'd be job one if it were up to me. Would be to start the investigations into who knew what, who knew what, when, yes. and what were the origins. We still don't know the origins, no. and you know, and what the Fauci's and those that were inside the government how they were really involved in that. Yeah.
2: And who was getting paid off? Uh, I'm exactly. certain that if we were to you know, they 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 released tracks uh, Trump's tax returns. I think it's time we look at Fosse's uh, tax returns and see where he was getting all his money.
1: No doubt about it.
2: Yep. You know, what a, What kind of a bleak future, though, when you think about it, you've got all of these uh, people that, that have been injected. I think I had seen that the figure is around 70, 75, maybe 80 percent of people that took at least one of the covid uh, vaccinations. So you've got that uh, potential future looming out there that goodness knows uh, what the long term health effects are. And then on the other side, we've got potential bankruptcies of major corporations that force this on people the government and all of the things that they may have to be responsible for. I mean, this is a crazy world that we are entering.
1: No, it really is. It's almost surreal, but I will say this. You know, for the people and for everybody else, you know, obviously the stuff does not work. So why is the government still at this stage pushing a vaccine that clearly does not work to stop transmission? They say that more people that are having serious illness or dying are almost all back now. Yes. So, I mean, there's no conclusion you can draw at this stage other than the fact that this entire program was failed.
2: Yeah, and and they continue to push it on the youngest of kids. I I keep seeing these commercials that are saying, oh, well, get your young kids uh, vaccinated, and as you said, uh, they absolutely do not need that. Okay, let's go and take a break. Uh, Coming up, we'll continue with Scott McEwen looking ahead at 2023. welcome back it is a new year and we are talking with scott McEwen about the year ahead uh, scott of course is the best-selling author of american sniper and uh, the movie of the same name there and he has his own series of books which you can find on iSpyRadio.com. and so scott um looking ahead here one of the things that closed out 2022 was the revelation of these twitter files they started i think in in late november and um it has just been shocking what has been uncovered um The the Twitter files, um, they uh, have released a tremendous amount of collusion going on for years. That's the big uh, revelation there between government agencies, especially the FBI, the CIA, DAOJ, and others. Even the Biden election team, before and after he was elected, the files have revealed government censoring speech, including working to get highly, uh, the highly damaging Hunter Biden laptop out of the news during the 2020 election cycle, um, and more revelations have been coming. This is really concerning uh, when the government has been exposed for censoring public discourse. What did you make of all, all of this and what should happen going forward? Well, uh,
1: yeah, it's, uh, what was really concerning to me was not just the fact that they were doing cover on the Hunter Biden story and the laptop story, et cetera. But the evidence is now that I've seen recently and I'm sure you probably have as well that the government actually paid some three and a half million dollars to Twitter to do this cover up and to, if you will, facilitate this cover up. And you know, so you've got governmental regulatory police agencies, i.e. the FBI, paying private companies that supposedly are not are not involved in you know, in in whatever to, to basically Withdraw and information from the public realm, which they know is true, which they know is true. Now, we have reached a new level of of insanity, and I believe, you know, third world, uh, you know, government policy, when you are allowing not only this to happen and encouraging it, but you're paying for it. I mean, this is something else, Mark. I mean, really, at the end of the day, the FBI has been exposed as one of the most biased Politically, organizations, one can imagine, and for being our lead federal law enforcement agency, any FBI agent out there hearing this should be ashamed and should be out there talking about what's really going on with that agency because they have fallen from grace at best and I believe have have entered into a new level of, you know, third world government, if you will, action.
2: Yeah. Well, I keep hearing about all these supposed white hats out there in the FBI, and I'm really beginning to question whether or not they're actually out there. Because you would think that six years of this going on, because it started in 2016, you would think six years of this happening, somebody ought to be stepping forward at this point. And I have to wonder, is hiring policy so tight there that they only hire people that will just simply toe the line? Uh, Because I I, think you made a great point there when you said they knew this to be false and they pushed it anyway. And, and that's the yeah. thing that we saw with the Russia collusion thing and everything else. They knew it to be false and still pushed it anyway.
1: Exactly. You aren't taking a potential position here to say people should wait until the evidence gets in. They had the evidence and they knew at that juncture that this was a real laptop and the things being reported were real when, you know, the Twitters and everybody else was banning, you know, legitimate, if you will, papers like, you know, the, uh, the New York Post, et cetera, that were taken down as a result of publishing the truth and yet nobody has said a damn word excuse my french but yeah. that is wrong yeah. on so many levels in a in a in a republic in a, a democracy like ours we cannot survive that that is very very dangerous
2: yes so regarding the hunter biden laptop itself and investigate potential investigations into joe biden as a result of that what do you see happening in 2023 are they going to touch us?
1: You know, I certainly hope so. I, you know, I've spoken with some friends of mine that are now back in Congress, et cetera. And, you know, including Ryan, Ryan has come forward and said that he's going to do it, but they are going to, you know, Zinke, they are going to investigate the Hunter Biden thing. And, you know, at some level the the FBI is going to have to answer up to the fact that they have not, you know, gone forward with an indictment. They have not pushed the, the, the obvious crimes that have taken place there. And look, there is no question in anybody's mind at this stage, Mark, that the big guy that was getting a cut, the big guy noted in all these documents, et cetera, wh- who was identified as his father, who Bobolinsky and others have testified, was certainly the current sitting president of the United States. I mean, how do you avoid not investigating that? How do you stop that investigation in a, in a situation where there's obviously, you want to talk about collusion? That's mm-hmm. the most blatant I've seen in I don't know how
2: long. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got that. You've got the Russia collusion story. You've got um, the January 6th events, and more and more has come out about that, that it looks like, well, now they have the emails that prove that Nancy uh, was turning down the, the extra security. So there's a lot of, and we've got tens of thousands of hours of video evidence that has not been released. Uh, McCarthy has sent a preservation order to the January 6th sham committee. And meanwhile, the committee uncovered so much guilt, especially by President Trump, that they decided they wanted everything sealed for twenty years. What do you expect to happen with the January sixth investigations? Will they actually get to the truth, or just continue to try to invent the truth?
1: You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if we can go that deep. I don't know if they're willing to take a, 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 a scalpel and go that deeply into their own halls, if you will, of Congress, et cetera. But they sure as heck should. I mean, you know, this whole committee with shift and Pelosi and the rest of them. How do you go through this committee crap and then at the end say we want to block it? The only reason you do that is because there was so much evidence that was never brought to light that they covered up. They don't want that evidence to come out there and Mm -hmm. people to see it. You know, for example, the federal agents that were involved inside these groups, et cetera, that were rabble rousing or at least trying to rabble rouse, et cetera. You know, we know of a lot of things here that took place. And once again, will we get to the truth? I I sure as heck hope so for my kids. But am I am I certain of it? After everything we've seen over the last four years, I I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't bet my life on it. That's for sure.
2: No, and and of course, you've got the psychological and communications issue of uh, what has happened, where the January sixth sham committee with the Democrats have established this narrative that Trump is evil, that he was uh, pushing this insurrection, and so on. So now, if you uncover the actual truth, that none of that was true it's going to be that much harder to change people's minds. And I think that's going to be one of the big challenges going forward is correcting so many lies of not just 2022, but the last six years.
1: Yeah. Well, as long as the media is complicit in the sham and as long as the media is controlled by some, some very, very rich men and women that uh, could care less about making money off their media channels. I don't see a lot of truth coming out Mm -hmm. within those channels. In other words, the, the you know the 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 social media has now exposed you know with the with the takeover by by Elon of you know, Twitter exactly how much in the bag they are and it's far far deeper than what we expected.
2: Yeah, it it really is sad because the freedom of the press was established in the First Amendment and they have completely abdicated that sacred right and uh, in favor of uh, obvious propaganda. Scott, unfortunately, we're up against a climate. Well, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you very much for having me on. And you know what. One way or the other we can't stop fighting, Mark. We gotta fight and you know, for this country because the times are coming up when, you know, we're gonna to have to we're gonna to have to make sure that everybody gets their voice heard because absolutely. they're gonna to try to shut us up.
2: Yep, absolutely. I'd like to welcome Chuck Weiss, a meteorologist and scientist and a fearsome global warming debugger, back to the show. And you can't be all that without a great critical thinker, which is why he's a fan favorite here on iSpy Radio and a host favorite as well. Chuck, it's great to talk to you again.
0: Well, good to talk to you, Mark, and Happy New Year to you.
2: Yeah, Happy New Year to you. So, uh, we're kind of bracing ourselves. 2023 kind of started off a little odd here, but uh, we wanted to have you on to, to give a year in review of 2022 and then a look ahead to 2023. Um, so, But let's really start by looking back at 2022. Were, were there any highlights or lowlights that really stood out to you?
0: Well, the the biggest thing that, that I was uh, doing in 2022 was uh, the realization, after seeing what happened in the 2020 elections, that in order to change the things that I've been fighting myself to see change, mainly honesty and science and get rid of all this horrible policy-making that's going on related to the climate that's destroying the economies of the United States and, and not just here but all around the world in particular. You could use Germany as a good example. But I was looking at uh, at, at the cause of the reason why a lot of this has been happening, and then 2020 uh, brought about the uh, the realization that the election system in the United States is broken, uh, and things begin to get re- uh, revealed in 2020 that, elections, that that election was stolen, and elections subsequent to it continue to be stolen. And there's a lot of monkeying going on in our election system that needs to be fixed. And, and the fact that you have this rigging going on and you have people stuffing ballots and putting people into power that really shouldn't belong there and that the people didn't vote for, I think that's a big reason why we have seen this continuation of horrible public policymaking. Mm. And I think we've talked about this on your show before, where uh, over time, because of this corruption of the election system, uh, that the entire political spectrum continues to get pushed further and further left. And education has a key role in this. Yes. But the problem is uh, the Democrat Party is no longer really the Democratic Party. Uh, people call themselves Democrats, and there may be a few around that represented the old-era Kennedy types. Uh, But the Democrats today are largely socialists, Mm -hmm. uh, and they just call themselves Democrats. And they knew they they had to do this because they knew they couldn't win elections by calling themselves socialists. Bernie Sanders was the only guy that I know of who ran as an independent, but then he admits he's a socialist, that actually comes out and says that I am. But a lot of people uh, that are Democrats that got put into power are socialists, and they act every bit like this when they get into power and the Republicans have been tricked into believing by this rigged election system that we can't elect constitutional conservatives anymore that will protect our Constitution, and so the whole thing is just kind of crumbling.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, so, well, well, we can't elect them until we fix that. I, I, I think you're right on that.
0: Exactly, and and so I got involved a lot in this election integrity, and so uh, I, I got involved in the lawsuit that's going against the uh, the Secretary of State here in Oregon, and also uh, the uh, the Oregon counties. Uh, to try to turn this around and get our election system fixed, primarily vote by mail and all the the baggage that goes along with that. So I've been working really hard on doing that because I believe, like you have stated on your show before, Mark, that um, until we change that system and get it fair, where the people are truly electing who they want to be representing them in the levers of government power, until that's fixed, uh, we're not going to fix much of anything because that's where all the bad policymaking is coming from. I want to see that fixed in in 2023 we've got to have some integrity here and and i'm hoping that the Lloyd brunson case and this is being talked about more and more and more but i'm hoping that the supreme court will actually act on this and do something with it to straighten this mess out Uh, washington dc is completely broken and these people that refuse to look into the 2020 problems which is what the brunson case is based upon the, the The Republicans and Democrats collectively who refuse to do this don't deserve to remain in power mm-hmm. and I hope the Supreme Court acts and uh, and gets rid of these people and sends a message to the entire Republican and Democrat establishment that we're not going to tolerate this anymore. We have to have our constitution preserved, and over time, you people with what you've been doing in washington d c and also in state politics and in state houses, have been destroying it.
2: Well, and the, taking away the yes, citizens' rights. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really hard to trust a government if you can't trust how they're elected. But even once they're in government, what we have seen time and again is the lack of morals, the absolute theft of, of taxpayer dollars. We just saw that this last December to close out 2022, where they voted in a $1.7 trillion uh, boondoggle that nobody had read. And didn't even they, they didn't even hide the fact that nobody had read that. I think that was one of the most frustrating things about watching that unfold is that— yeah, it's, yeah we, we know that we don't know anything about that bill, and yet they went ahead and pushed it anyway.
0: Well, you remember what Nancy Pelosi said and the bills passed before that. She actually had the audacity to tell the American public, we first have to pass what it is we've uh, created legislation on, and then we'll look into it to see what it is. Right. I mean, that, if that is absurd. That's completely backwards. And yet, that's what our political leadership, that's a good example of what our poli- political leadership in uh, Washington, D.C. has become all about. It just simply doesn't serve the people, and I think the Supreme Court recognizes this, and I'm hoping that uh that Lloyd came along with his lawsuit and finally gave them the tools they need to perhaps act on things and help straighten this out. They really have to do this, and i I'll, I'll be disappointed if they don't
2: and, um, and so will a lot of people oh oh absolutely, and uh, you know it, it's frustrating because you look at cases like the Lloyd Brunson case, which in any common sense world would go through with flying colors everybody would agree that these people violated their oaths of office and yet we've got this tangled up legal system that may handcuff the supreme court but you know it would be great if they said obviously these people failed in their duty to uphold their oaths of of office something has to be done so we're gonna keep praying that maybe something will happen there who knows the cheating aspects of, of 2022 is something I'd like to talk a little bit more about that, because going into 2022, I was really hopeful that they had been caught pretty red handed in 2020. And so maybe they would cut back on the cheating. But in places like Arizona, we saw the exact opposite of that, where they just I mean, blatant cheating where uh, signatures were thrown out, didn't bother to look at those things. There were so many violations of election law and yet nothing happened.
0: Yes, that's extremely disappointing, and the only thing that you could conclude, b- b- by the way this judge ruled on her case at the lowest level, was that he's just not being honest, he might be compromised, whatever the, the, the case may be, he's not capable of serving as a, a an objective judge in the decision that he made, because I think that Carrie Lake more than proved her case. Yeah, I did And too. now it's going to be up to an appellate court to perhaps reverse this, and she's asking for an immediate resolution to it, which we have to have, because she's, She's no doubt entitled to be the one that, that that's the governor of the state of Arizona, not Katie Hobbs,
2: yeah, absolutely. and so
0: hopefully we'll get a get a resolution of this very, very soon. It's got to happen
2: yes, uh, but, uh, we, we it, have to have judges that are willing and able to actually take a stand for the rule of law, and so far, we haven't seen that, but we will uh, keep praying for that as well. All right, everyone stay with us. we'll continue with Chuck Weiss. We're going to be looking ahead now to twenty twenty three stay with us. I'm back. This is the Ice Five Radio Show. We're having a year in preview. We're looking ahead at 2023. We're doing that with Chuck Weiss. He's a meteorologist and scientist and a great critical thinker. And uh, so, Chuck, we are talking there about the frustration there with Arizona and uh, and, and the elections overall. And, and I think the really frustrating thing there is that when people see that they can cheat and get away with it, guess what they're going to do? They're just going to keep doing it. And it's sounding like the Kerry Lake case, you know, because of all of the appeals and stuff. It's, it's just not looking good when it was a solid case going into that. And there were there were thousands and thousands of people that were clearly disenfranchised, and yet the judge just didn't seem to care.
0: Yes, it's it's really tragic that, that it's happening at the state level like it is there because she was a showcase of voter fraud and lack of voter integrity and should have won the election. Yeah. In fact, I'm hoping it'll get turned around for her. But that, that's why I want to see the Brunson case get heard by the Supreme Court. It's time that the highest court in the land just looks at all of this and says, enough is enough. And you people that have been engaged in all this are going.
2: Yeah. We're going to start over again. I, I, and they've I, got I, the I, power. I just refuse to believe that everybody in elected offices and everybody in government is corrupt. I refuse to believe that. And it's time that the people that are moral take a stand on this. So, hopefully, that, like you said, hopefully we'll, we'll, something will become of that. But, you know, kind of speaking of morals, one of the things that I always hope for at the start of a new year is that there's going to be a revival and that people, especially our elected officials, turn to God more than they turn to earthly councils or worse, to false religions and false teachings. Because without God, without a moral lawgiver, our societal moral structure will be undermined. And on New Year's Eve, the former Pope, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth died right before the New Year. And it was sad because unlike the current Pope, uh, Pope Francis, Benedict was a clear-thinking theologian. There was an excellent write-up about him, the Federalists, and, and who, who said that his legacy was uh, a reassertion of the compatibility of reason with faith in an age when science has nearly ruined both. And in essence, uh, Benedict had said that, that science and faith were in danger because both were being perverted with subjectivity, especially so with science, and, uh, because science is not and never has been about what you feel it to be. So would you care to comment on, on his passing?
0: Yes, I, I think that he was thinking along the correct path, and unfortunately Pope Francis has not followed uh, the path of uh, Pope Benedict, and it's very disappointing uh, because uh, climate change, and, uh, and that's the thing I've been involved in, and religion have actually become two parallels Mm. and they shouldn't be. Uh, The the Roman Catholic faith is a religion like a lot of religions and there is definitely a huge element of faith involved to stay in such a a bit of faith, but it is also based upon some facts and if you look at the Bible there's a lot of history. The history is factual, it was documented and so the faith about Jesus Christ and, and all of the things the Bible talks about uh, that faith is documented by his apostles and many others that lived in the time. And so there's a lot of evidence that what the Bible says is true. And when you, when you take a look at it, but there's still an element of faith in it. Cause we don't have, uh, you know, you weren't living in the time and there were people that will contradict it. So there's gotta be an element of faith. Well, along the path of climate change, It should have been more directly scientific than it's turned out to be, but it has has turned itself into a religion as well. And I think that's what Pope Benedict was talking about, because climate science has been totally corrupted. It has been turned into a religion, because uh, what they did when they started talking about climate change and invented these horrible public policies, and that goes back to what we just talked about with the elections, but nonetheless, uh, the horrible public policies that were invented were the result of corruption uh, that happened with money going into the universities that shouldn't have been, and people not telling the truth about uh, the elements of climate that they should have been looking at before they ever made any public statements. And if if you take a look at how it evolved over time, I was in the atmospheric science program at Oregon State University when they first brought this business of climate up. And back then, there was a big push to get climate modelers. And uh, said that 's the, the the department chair back at that time was telling us that that 's the way of the future we've we 've conquered weather forecasting, which I kind of chuckled at because we we haven't we haven 't uh, conquered it. We have good models for it now, but he was saying climate models are the way of the future, but the problem with that, as all of us understood it was we know what the limitations of the modeling are, and they have not overcome those limitations that cause the solutions to short-term weather forecast to be overcome in all these years. And we don't see that there's any mathematical way to ever do it. Well, so when they talked about climate models, we th- I thought to myself, good, good Lord, what, how, how are you going to, if you haven't overcome the, the mathematical constraints which are on the short-term models, what makes you think you can run a model now, project out into the future about what the climate's going to be 100 years from now? And, of course, there were no answers to that, just that, well, well we're sure. going to do it. Yeah. And, well, and so they, they, they it, did do it, but the limitations were even worse in order to make it run that long in time. And so well, it, they it's, ended ca- up it's kind
2: of funny that you mentioned the limitations there of being able to, with these models, to be able to project, because in some ways that's exactly what uh, Pope Benedict's famous speech back there, I think it was 2006, that he'd given, and we'll link that up on iSpyRadio.com. But uh, even in his testament there, he mentioned the limitations of science. We just don't have the ability to measure what we need to for these big questions. And and, uh, so I I think it's really kind of an interesting intertwining of faith and science uh, because there really is room for both in both. I think, though, that people of faith often tend to avoid science because they're afraid that maybe science might disprove their faith. But so much of what science is working on right now is reinforcing, in my opinion, the idea of a creator, Evolution right now is in doubt. The Big Bang theory is in doubt. The more that we learn about the overwhelming complexity of DNA. I mean, there's just no way that could have happened by accident, no matter how many rolls of the dice over billions and billions of years. Do you think that maybe not just in the year ahead, but in the years ahead, do you think more scientists will become open to religion and and faith?
0: Well, I I think a lot of them already have. I mean, I, there was a time that I questioned my faith and in in, in uh, God and and Jesus and everything else. You always do. It's just the natural part of being a human. But I actually applied science to it, and when I do, and I talk to people who say that all of this is a bunch of bunk, and uh, and Jesus is a phony, and there's no such thing as uh, his resurrection and that sort of thing. When I took a look at applying science to some of those some of those things directly, I, I satisfied myself. That yes, uh, there is a lot to this because you just ask yourself if you want to look at it from a scientific standpoint of view. How could something as perfect as the Earth and and its system compared to the universe? How can it this have happened by itself just by chance? Right. Uh, The people that talk about you know Darwinism say there was a a a big bang you know so many billions of years ago, and what happened with the Earth is just a result by by chance result of that. And when you compare the Earth to all the other planets and galaxies, solar systems, everything we're able to do with modern science today, there's nothing uh, as unique as the Earth. There's just nothing out there. And the probability uh, of that happening just by chance in a big explosion has got to be as close to
2: zero as you could possibly oh, imagine. Yeah, absolutely. The, the fine-tuning of the universe is just really astonishing the more that you look at it. Okay, let's take a break. still lots more to discuss about the year ahead. We'll do that with Chuck Weiss after this. Welcome Matt. This is the final segment here on the iSpire Radio Show. We've been talking with Chuck Weiss, a former meteorologist and a fierce global warming debunker. Uh, we're taking a look ahead at uh, 2023. And, and Chuck, I, I think one of the more worrisome uh, revelations in 2022 was this notion that big tech and the government are spying on everything we do. Uh, they're using tech to censor speech. Uh, and among other initiatives, there's this crazy thing out there right now where they're uh, it, was, it actually received a federal grant. They're going to be training artificial intelligence to censor social media content, among other things it is going to detect and intervene in cases of gendered microaggressions, dehumanizing metaphors, and disguised toxicity. Uh, So this is not going away, uh, and it's coming at us pretty fast, and we don't even have rules for a lot of these things. What are your thoughts about this going forward?
0: Well, I'm very worried about it uh, because it it's part of what uh you know we're not what this this you could actually tie all this into to global climate change i mean because this is part of of what these people are trying to do to create a globalist system of government it's just becoming more and more apparent apparent every day the whole idea of climate change as we discussed with the modeling and everything else is not scientific it has become a political problem not a scientific one because Everything that these people predicted with the climate models and their, their uh, projections of what would happen to the Earth's climate if you increase CO2 have not materialized. The temperatures are way off by a factor of almost three. And then uh, when that happened, they lied about it and said, well, it's no longer uh, the, the temperature we're concerned about. And then, then they just started blaming every kind of severe weather on climate change. So the same narrative keeps going on and on there. And nothing changes with it, no matter what evidence you bring forward. And believe me, there's plenty of it. We not only have the evidence that their theories didn't work out, we've, got, we've caught them falsifying temperature records and doing things to try to make it look like their models are accurate. So there's this attempt uh, going on behind the scenes at all costs to keep this stupid narrative going. And out of this comes some extremely destructive policies that, with energy, uh, where they, and if you take a look at what they're doing with uh, what, what they want to do with the energy grid, forcing us into electric vehicles and this sort of thing, when you add all of that up and put it together, it only spells one thing, a further loss of your freedoms because they're going to create shortages by forcing us into this so-called saving the planet from climate change scenario by not having an adequate electric grid because of of their insistence on renewables and then forcing us into electric cars to put a huge load on the system. To where then they'll start telling us what days you can drive, what days you can't, and then when everybody gets upset about it, it's just like, well, uh, we have to do this because we're saving ourselves from climate change. They'll they'll just keep saying and going forward with this narrative. It's a political problem and it's a very nasty one. And the same thing is happening with uh, with artificial technologies or or you know the technologies you're talking about uh, that are spying on us. They're just doubling down on that and continuing to push forward with it to where they want to know every little thing you're doing, when you're doing it, where you are, yeah. uh, and have a complete spy system along with everything else that they're trying to force into or force the population into to take away your freedoms. And it seems like when you sit back and look at all this, Mark, it's just uh, it's a group of people, very powerful people. I don't know all the names. I know Klaus Schwab was one of them. The people that go to these economic summits are involved in this because they, they hype this climate change. And it just seems like the objective is to tie the entire free world into a one economic system of globalization where the people at the top of this pyramid are going to be calling all the shots. They don't like this country, they want to destroy our constitution, they're doing it. Uh yeah. and we see this. This is why the elections got to get straightened out. Yeah, it's... But they want to destroy the constitution and globalize us all to where they'll have complete control over our lives and the economy. It's it's just terrifying when you think about it and people have to realize our if our constitutions to mean anything it's time to push back on this stuff and end it because they're going to destroy this country the way we're going if we don't turn this around. Yeah. And so looking at at, at 2023, that's that's what I want to see, a complete reversal of all of this.
2: Yeah. And it's it's very worrisome because there's a common theme there, the government and big tech are colluding to take away freedoms. I don't see anywhere where they're working to ensure that people's constitutional rights are defended, and and that's the problem. You know, a, a lot of what we're seeing, uh, we can see happening in, in other countries, and particularly the EU. Uh, on the on the bad side, you've got a, a German regional court. They just legalized Sharia law in Muslim areas, so basically they have opened the door to countries within countries. Uh, you've got the Netherlands shutting down thousands of farms there uh, in in the pursuit of uh, protecting the planet or whatever. Um, but on the other side, they're they're being forced to come face to face with energy shortages. You've got I think it was a Swiss court uh, said that no, there are only two genders, so looking ahead to twenty twenty three do you see more woke or less woke in the year ahead
0: I see uh, I'm hoping what I will see is less because I think people are getting fed up with this it i'm my hopes are and and also in this in this election that we just had in the midterms, I know that that the Republicans took con- control of the house that that are constitutional conservatives. Uh, and they're trying to straighten things out right now. This is part of the reason why we're seeing the big fight go on with who's going to be Speaker of the House. But that's one element of the hopes that the American public wants to see change. I think we would have seen more in the Senate side of things, but I'm also convinced that there was more cheating going on in these midterm elections, and that's why there wasn't such a clear sweep. These people are desperately trying to keep us from getting our Constitution back. They yeah. seem to be uh, you know, pulling out the stops to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, and but I, and I certainly that hope new... that in,
2: in 2023, um, they, they do pull out the stops to stop this uh, instead, because I think you're right. I think people are starting to wake up to this. Unfortunately, we are up against the clock. Chuck, I want to thank you so much for your time today.
0: Well, you're quite welcome, Mark. We'll talk again.
2: There really is nowhere else to go if the woke in their agenda destroys this country. So make this year the year you commit to speaking up more than ever. It's your opinion. You have every right to express it and the woke depends on your silence. In the year ahead, we're gonna be experimenting with some features to add and possibly some other changes. We'd love to hear from you on changes or additions you'd like to see. You can send me an email, mark at iSpyRadio.com, that's Mark with a K, mark at iSpyRadio.com, or just leave some comments on the show pages. Just before sending the show to our stations Friday afternoon, I checked, McCarthy still hadn't won. If McCarthy wins, okay, great, but what are you gonna do with it? Because just like we say every week, The best information does you no good if you don't use it. Reagan, what do you think? I do
0: not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing.
1: It's more than a show. It's self-defense. The I Spy Radio Show.